Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Drama Geek. I'm K-Drama Jen. I'm Carrie the Mockney. And I'm K-Muse. We are super excited to announce that we'll be joining this year's KPSN Podcast Fest. The Podcast Fest is a two-day event featuring K-pop and K-drama podcasters from around the world, getting together for interviews, live discussions, and even some performances. We'd love to have you join us on July 10th and 11th. The link for the event will be in our show notes. What are we performing? (laughs) (laughs) We are not performing because we don't sing. We have an intricate dance performance. I know. I was going to do like a a, a kind of like a butter remix. I'm just going to fall off a chair. (laughs) Lots of jazz hands for sure. Yeah. No, I think we're doing, what are we doing? Are we doing a golden kimchi award? We are. Yes. A version. Yes. Yes. And I believe, I'm not positive, so don't quote me on this, but I believe it's over Zoom. So mm. if y'all are comfortable with it, there may be faces involved. Oh. Yes. And, and if you come and, face and sign up now <laughs> through the 4th, it's discounted. And then the price goes up after the 4th for tickets. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So grab them early. <laughs> and if you want to have more time with us, and are not planning on going to the KPSN podcast, you can come join us on Discord. I know we've pimped this before, and a ton of you are over there with us. But for those of you who haven't joined us yet, we'll have a link in the today's podcast. And just click it, come over on Discord. I promise it's super easy, and it's so fun. It's probably my favorite um what do you call it? The setup to talk so, with people. Like, yeah, media. Platform. Yeah. 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 It's so easy and so fun. And you don't see spoilers if you don't want to see spoilers. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to chat. So come and join us. Yeah. I love, I love it. I am on there every day. Okay. Are we guys? Are we guys? <laughs> <laughs> are we ready to talk about? So Ingook's comeback mm-hmm. in Doom at your service. Um, first of all, we want to talk about whether or not we're satisfied with his comeback and just talk a little bit about his character and whether or not that's working for us. So, um, yeah, I'm totally satisfied with his comeback. He is, uh, I first of all, he, I love his long flowy coats. For some reason, the flowy coats thing is a thing for me, I guess. Um, but on top of that, he has this like, I don't know, is it green? Is it black? Is it like his hair that takes on these different shades of like a green sort of tinge to it? Sometimes uh, gray. It's sometimes reflective. Gray. So I don't, it just kind of. It, it's awesome. That's what it is. And, um, and his character, oh my gosh, like he's, he's such a sympathetic character and yet he's doom. So wherever he goes, chaos kind of follows or bad things happen. Um, and yet I just, I want to just hug him and squeeze him. Well, maybe you should edit this part out. Anyway, (laughs) just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But he I love his character. I love that he is um almost like untouchable in some ways, but then 
like he wants to he wants to pretend that he doesn't really have a heart yet we can see he does so yeah character totally working for me how about you guys so I will call doom upon the world if it means that when I open my door next, <laughs> Zoe and Cook will be outside my door, especially now maybe fewer turtlenecks, but the flowy coats are definitely doing it for me. Like Jen, just it's wear like- the coat without the turtle. Like I just think maybe we could get an ab shot with just the long flowy coat and I'd be good. Okay. Well, we're not sure, and on Discord we're discussing, there are bets right now, is if, are we going to have any app shots in this, in this drama or not? I don't, we're not sure. We've got a lot of options, second lead guy, I don't know I've ever watched, uh, Suhyuk in something that has not had a shower scene, but so far his turtlenecks are eating his head and there are no abs to be found at all for him, but (laughs) so, um, (laughs) as far as doom i i it's one of those he uh he had a short um drama like two episodes that he did where he was an alien oh, it was four episodes and it was mm-hmm. like he was an alien and i was like that character felt like it was made for him this is another one where i just feel like this character is made for him it feels so natural on him and he just adjusts his per you know his acting style every single drama and he's doing amazing in this one and I watched behind the scenes the other day and I don't think I could act with it not that I can act at all but I don't think I could act with him without busting up all the time like he's filming serious scenes and he's got his legs up in the air in the parts that you can't see on the screen for Park Bo Young I don't know how she can do stuff like he's just he's a goofball and I I've been upset like I it's YouTube's fault. It keeps suggesting more of his interviews and he's in a movie too. So there's a ton of stuff on, on YouTube right now with him doing interviews and, and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. He is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I think I watched that same behind the scenes and I was just laughing <laughs> because he was like playing around in the really expensive car. And then, <laughs> yeah, like you said, with the legs and stuff. And I'm just, yeah, I'm impressed by Park Bo Young and her ability to commit to being serious in the face of all of that. Yeah, absolutely. But I've just, I've really been enjoying watching this. I think he fits the very serious yet mischievous role. I mean, it just, it suits him. He's he's not, capricious is the word I'm looking for. He's not exactly locked in on one goal. I mean, he wants doom upon the world, but he also, I mean, four episodes in or six episodes in, we can already tell that he cares about her. And maybe Doom is not exactly what he wants. I'm getting a very strong, I think I've mentioned it before, but maybe only to my kids, but I'm getting a very strong Hades and Persephone vibe mm-hmm. in the, mm. in the more you... modern interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm liking it. Do we well, even have I'm... to ask K-Muse? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. I am never big on podcapping for the podcast and recapping for the blog, the same show. Mm-hmm. But this is my one exception because <laughs> it's so good. And I could just talk about it forever. And so we had to do this and I'm so glad. And it's the only one we're all watching. So yeah, <laughs> there's that too. Um, he's doing such a great job. And I was really nervous with all of the, the issues with his military service that 
it was going to tank his career, you know, because you never quite know how netizens are going to deal with that. And so I'm really glad to see him back in this. And the movie he is coming out in looks just completely different than what we're watching now and very exciting. And so I'm just satisfied all around. So his hair not ask for more. His hair in Except the movie. Lack of turtlenecks. <laughs> lack of <laughs> I don't think there's any turtlenecks in the movie footage that I've seen. <laughs> They're all like underground all the time or something. Is it I called pipeline? Like, Why are you forcing them into turtlenecks? It's like oil rigs <laughs> <in> <laughs> no, <the heat>. <laughs> <laughs> no. I want to see some chest. <laughs> Show us your, oh, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of fantastic sweaters that do not uh, eat necks and just look like Park Bo Young's uh, fashion and almost everything I've ever seen her in is always um, amazing. Um, But in this one, like the sweaters and the skirt combo that she's got going on, they're so cute and I wish I could own all of them. But um, Park Bo Young is the leading lady and her character. um, I don't think I would feel any different than she does to wish doom upon the world in everything that she's going through. Like she lost her parents early. Her um, relatives didn't want her except for their aunt and their aunt who was single took them in. And um, she kind of had to take on the role of a parent and um, take care of her whiny brother who possibly will come around and make me like him, but he whines a lot. Anyway, <laughs> he's a bad crier. Oh, like, he is. Oh my <laughs> word. Bad. Oh he's yeah. Bad. He looks so pretty while he's doing it, but it's so annoying. Anyway. So she's had to take care of her brother who is not, hasn't really taken care of himself much up until this point in his life. And she finds out that, you know, she has um, brain cancer and she doesn't have much time to live. And so she um, wishes doom upon the world. And unlike the, the rest of us who get upset and have a bad day, she gets sewing hook on her doorstep <laughs> to say, hey, <laughs> if that's what you want, that's what I'm going to give you. But um, her character, I... I love her interactions and her back and forth with him. And I, I love her like she's upset, but she's not this pathetic. Woe is me type person. Her, even when she found out that she had bring it, like she was just like, okay, well I got to go back to work and I've got to do my stuff and I can't take time off for any of this. So, um, but her pushing back on him and playing the game with him and, and even the, happened I think at the end of four where she was like okay so if with if I don't wish doom upon the world and when I die if somebody else dies in my place it's the person I love the most I'm gonna love you so you die and I don't lose anything <laughs> like I love that attitude that she has of like um that but I also love that she's open enough to see beyond I don't know that she like well maybe for a little bit she thought he was a bad guy but I think pretty early on she kind of saw beyond all of that and really looked inside of him and was seeing all the turmoil that was going through him yeah I think so she's she's very perceptive in her own way but she's also got a very much a take no crap kind of attitude Mm -hmm. except and so it was almost disturbed me when she was bowing and scraping with a 
Oh, that one author, the Namda Room's character, <laughs> the little punk. <laughs> it looks so, so cute. I mean, it was like gag me, but she was so funny fake. <laughs> she was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> but I would just she'd been so strong up until that point and then to put her fake face on it took me a minute to be like oh okay she's just pandering to him to just get this mm-hmm. get him to appear at this show or whatever but Namda Room as he's not playing a younger version of anybody sorry I know we're not talking about him but that was just very <laughs> exciting to see I think he has something coming up that he's not playing the younger version mm-hmm. yeah he's actually the lead it'll yeah. be cool yeah Anyway, but yes, I like our I like our Dong Kyung. I think she's just she's not the damsel in distress. She's just like, okay, this stuff is happening. Stuff has happened to me all the rest of my life. I'm just going to keep plugging on, and I don't care. And I have to say, her fashion is amazing because I think on anyone else it would look so dumpy, but somehow she makes it cute. I can't figure that out. Like she <laughs> she t- well, she must be just teeny tiny because she tucks in her sweaters mm-hmm. and you don't get a big lump in her <laughs> skirt, right? Like right? could you even imagine if we tried that? <laughs> They'd be like, Where do you put the material? Fail. <laughs> <laughs> what I like about uh Park Bo Young is that she and Seonguk have such just their chemistry is the same vibe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like some actors, you can tell one is better than the other, pulling the the heavy lifting of the show. These two just seem so in sync. And I think it was Drama Geek was even like their accents match. Mm-hmm. You know, the way they're speaking and the sound of their voices. Everything's just so on point that they just feel like a unified vibe through the whole show and I really like that yeah for me um, very similar to that is just the the chemistry that they have and from the moment that they kind of entered the same space you could feel it and there's this like has been this like tension for the last number of episodes where we have like almost something and then nope and then almost like this long ongoing teasing stuff that's happening Mm -hmm. and then we finally get a kiss Mm -hmm. and uh anyway Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but but it's more than just you know that like romantic chemistry but like there's there's real great acting chemistry between them they there's a give and take um and she compliments him and it's really it's masterful to watch them i've really been really enjoying them one of the behind the scenes that I was watching, so you know I like a show <laughs> when I'm all watching the behind the scenes. Anyway, is even from the reading, like from the very beginning, the reading, they just had a really great chemistry right off the bat. Like the just them going back and forth with their dialogue. It was mm-hmm. just seems so natural right away. That is cool. I think it's definitely elevating the game, the mm-hmm. whole drama. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what's making it a must-watch for all of us. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we need to get in the detail into the details of Doom's contract with Dong Kyung. Okay. So I'm going to list off some stuff, and then you guys help me put it in order. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I know that she has 100 days to live. I know yes. that he is taking away her pain, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that they have to hold hands or something at least once a day. Mm-hmm. 
And then at the end of the hundred days, if she doesn't wish doom, she can wish doom upon the world and the whole world will be destroyed. Or if she doesn't wish doom upon the world, then the person that she loves most will die. Person or thing? I mean, is this broad scope? Is this just like anything or is it person specifically? I think they say the one. Yeah. Right. So the the one one that she loves the most. So I think they're indicating a person. Yeah. Right. Okay. And then, so, and then she fires back and says, well, if I decide not to wish doom on the world, then I'm going to love you, which it's like, okay, but if you love him, then you're not going to like wishing doom on him. But anyway, (laughs) she's trying to love him without actually loving him. Right. 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 That's not going to backfire at all. No. <laughs> so well, I, and she also yeah. has to make a wish. Oh, that, she has yeah, a she wish. She gets a wish. Yes. Oh, yeah, and that doesn't have she to be has... related to doom at all. It can be anything. He's offered her many different ideas yes, for her but wishes. She can't <laughs> wish to be healthy or no. for him to die because he can't die. Right, and she can't wish for more wishes. Correct. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I can see where that's important. Yeah. All right. But that's so. The, I have issues. Okay. No way. And I try to explain. It's hard because the way that the script writer is using dialogue is very vague sometimes. Mm -hmm. I feel. Am I the only one that feels this way? No, there are times where I'm just like me. Yeah, I've seen people that are confused. Because, like, for example, it'll talk about how she says, well, I don't want to love you because you're a good enough guy and you don't deserve to die. And I would rather live happy. But then if they end up dying at the same time anyway, does that really matter? Because she's going to die, so she won't be living. And then someone was all like, oh, no, she gets to stay living or I don't know. Because it was one of those that if she doesn't wish doom upon the world that or maybe it's one or the other is if she does or doesn't. But if I think it's if she doesn't wish doom upon the world, then somebody the person that she loves the most will die in her place. Correct. That's that's the wording. Somebody She'll yes. live, and that person okay, will that die. That makes more sense, yes, but it yes. was very confusing. Yeah, no, the, it's the, like, in her place. Okay, so she'll live, someone else will die, the person she loves the most. Correct. Okay. But that what makes if she a chooses lot more to die? Because I thought she was just trying to keep the person she loved from dying, mm-hmm. like her brother. So right. well, I thought she, she would die, die regardless. And in which she can wish doom upon the world and keep the person that she loves the most alive and die herself. But mm-hmm. if she wishes doom upon the world, I would assume that the person's going to die person anyway. Die? Yeah. That's what <laughs> I, I don't understand. Yeah. So it's I a little redundant. And the doom even. part, they haven't, I mean, is it doom as in the whole world ends doom or is it just like doom? Uh, like everyone's going to have has a, a pandemic day. that they have to yeah. stay in their house. <laughs> That's a people time. Gee, I would hate know. to have that happen. Yeah. <laughs> is it that so kind that of So that is doom? my one complaint. I, is I, I wish it was a lot more straightforward. Yeah. I thought it was like the end of the world. Okay. Because, Me too. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they because um, when he's having his conversation with the girl, I'll put that in quotes, in the hospital and things, and he's talking about... Um, like tending to the to the garden and what happens to the gardener if the garden is gone and that whole thing. So, right. so I, th- I think it's true. Again, to- 
vague verbiage. Right. <laughs> yeah. But maybe it's one of those that if we sit back and watch and just, it'll make more sense. I don't know. But we're or, also six episodes in and if we're still having this debate. Yeah. The other thing is, is it lost in translation? Like we're, yeah. you know, yeah. we're using subtitles. So. Right. I so actually have a friend who, in Korea who's watching it. I want to send her a message and see like, hmm, are we seeing the same things? Right. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So let's take a minute and let's discuss the idea of deities as we have seen in this world. We only have met two. I would assume there's more, but who knows? So we have Doom and we have our Lady God's point in the show. She's kind of the gardener of humanity kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were supposedly made because humans needed them to believe in. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. They, she okay. implies that they were both created out of humans' need. Whether it's the need <laughs> for doom, chaos, whatever, or the need for... Whatever she does. <laughs> so, so I am confused about this because it also seemed like she created him. Because mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go back and watch. But I swear there was some sort of a, a statement that made me think that she had created him. Yeah. yeah. So like keep balance or to prune her garden, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And okay. it's just... Half the time, the girl seems super supportive and loving humanity, and then she gets super sinister, and she has this empty pot of dirt with a seed in it, and she just carries around and is very sinister. It's stressing me out. (laughs) Okay, I'm totally going to start doing that. I'm just going to get a pot, fill it with dirt, and carry it around with me. If you tend me... Send me photos of you doing that. I'll be like, screw you, Jen. Screw you. <laughs> okay, and now you know I'm going to do that. <laughs> In public, somewhere, like, you know, like I'll sit on a bus or something holding my plant. <laughs> I don't even take not I don't a plant. Even it's a, a jar of dirt. <laughs> See, and that's it. You would not look odd in Portland at all. No, like I, you, could, you, you could go anywhere and walk around with a pot of plant. I don't think you would look odd. <laughs> oh goodness it stresses me out <laughs> so the at the end see, up until the end of six I didn't think that she looked that sinister I thought I thought she was kind of trying to be helpful but then at the end of six I was like oh she's not happy with what's happening and she's going to mess with everything and start being a little bit more heavy-handed, and maybe she doesn't want him to fall in love and them to be okay well, and all that kind of stuff. there was that so. creepy moment where she was reaching for her uh, red string of fate on her wrist. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the point where it's kind of like, oh, oh, this might not be good. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I kind of feel like after the whole show's over, we'll, well, we are going to, we're going to be podcapping, so that makes sense. So we will have a chance to reflect and be like, oh, we were totally wrong. Like, or, <laughs> but or I, we were right, or, or we, we still right. don't know what's going on. Okay, it can't be that. I will not be that. But Gook is hot, so really doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> and he has the most amazing house. Like, oh I want to go, like, 
climb his rocks and well, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) that's not a euphemism at all. I do have to say, I would want the combo that they have though, because her house looks super comfy and warm and like Mm -hmm. inviting. And then you go over to his house and you can have all of the cool stuff and you can climb his rocks and stuff. But like, (laughs) like, her house has all the comfy stuff. about the heating bill it stresses me out seeing it now i'm like that would take so much to heat that room it would and if it's all coming from her apartment poor thing she's yeah that's true okay so we have a secondary romance and it's um it's a little complicated so again help me out um first of all we have the return um, and a, a partnership with Soenguk that we've had in the past. Um, and so our my favorite vampire mm-hmm. <laughs> and carpenter. Um, an angel. And what was it? An angel. They and called him angel. Viol- yeah. Angel, yeah, from... Um, White Winter, Christmas. White Christmas. White Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And what he was like a violin player or something in What's Up. Um, mm. Anyway, he is back. <laughs> now I've lost his name because I can't remember. Um, Hyuk. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Suhyuk. So he is back as well. And he is like the, um, I don't know, like her her immediate boss, right? Like her supervisor. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and she is an editor of a like web novel kind of, right? Isn't mm-hmm. it like a web novel? Com- yeah. Com- editing company or whatever editing house and he is her supervisor um park bo young and so we have this whole situation where there was um there's one of their writers who is park bo young's friend and then we have this manager supervisor of park bo young's and then we have his roommate (laughs) Mm-hmm. The, right? Yeah, oh, I think it's his brother. Uh, well, I don't know. The dad no. and him when the is dad it a brother or like a stepbrother. It kind mm. of feels like a stepbrother thing. I don't no. think so. Uh-uh. I, I think, think it's he just calls him Hyung and that he's just a maybe just a friend. Yeah. Um, and they are like roommates because yeah. he because um, and I don't remember the the supervisor's name, but he goes and like talks to his dad who owns the building, right? Um. And then his friend is like borrows his car and all that. So we have like this crazy love triangle thing because the girl that was the writer, she writes these stories and always has kind of the same main lead and the same kind of like uh, unrequited love thing happens. He runs away. Um, Pretty himbo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so, and, and then you have this, editor who i think has loved her from afar even though she's been in love with his roommate for all these years like all the way back from like high school or college College. whatever that was college college so um okay so (laughs) but, but then there's like this kiss in the rain that they refer to um and i i was i was confused because i was like wait a minute did she not remember who she kissed? Because 
No, she or does. Was it just that Park yeah, Bo-Dong didn't know about it. I don't think um, she knew who he was necessarily until like it, she met him again. Yeah, so like she didn't. Okay. She he was just some guy that kissed her in the rain, and then she didn't know who he was, and probably never saw him again. And then he shows up as her editor guy. Oh, no, that's totally normal that to just be to sitting me. there and randomly get smooched by some <laughs> random dude. Wait, and wait, and wait, 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 no. What? Actually, no, Park Bo Young says, because they're talking, she and the writer are talking, and she says, oh yeah, I talked to him, and he doesn't remember that. So I think they actually, no, I think our writer knew who kissed her. No, because she met him again. And then she said, I met the person who was my first kiss, and says it's your editor. But she doesn't think he remembers the kiss because he didn't say anything. When they met about her her work right so but he's been like i think she was just indicating she doesn't think the guy remembers he didn't say anything and then park bo young says um mumbles about it after when she's next to her boss and, and he's like gosh. i can still hear you <laughs> <laughs> and clearly um he's or she right kept the umbrella isn't that yeah uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, so. it's normal to keep an umbrella for five to ten years now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, totally. Right there, I have not even gotten through a it. year with one not breaking, mm-hmm. so I don't know how that happens. But yeah. Okay, so anyway, we have our, <laughs> this is our love triangle. This is our secondary romance. Um, and what do we think of it? Actually, I think it's really cute. I like their chemistry. Um, I think that she's been pining after this kind of, I mean, He's good looking, the guy that, that wants, you know, that her her college sweetheart or whatever. But but he, I think she could do better with somebody who really cares about her and only is and who's thinking of her instead of running away from her. But that's my opinion. What do you guys think? So I'm almost I think I'm as invested in their relationship as I is as I is <laughs> as I am <laughs> as I am. <laughs> As I am in the main one, um, I like the balance, like, cause the main one is so intense and like life and death and all that kind of stuff. And so then you've got them and I like all three of the people, well, at least the guy, like, so the, the guy who ran away, um, I like the actor and I, yeah, yeah he was in, um, run on. And then he's been in a couple of other things, but I like, he's, he's a very cute, like fun, sweet guy. And I actually really like, like for a second when they were in the elevator together, I was like, Oh, is this a different kind of love triangle? <laughs> because that's I what I thought. <laughs> and then they went upstairs and they are their roommates and, and friends or whatever. So I was like, oh, okay. But like, I really like, and the, the, <clears throat> the writer friend, she's just super pretty. I love the way they do her makeup, um, especially her eyes and stuff. But I, um, I just like that balance. I like having the break from a little bit more intense of what's going on with the main relationship. I lean more towards um, the CEO. He just has this, <laughs> I don't know, it's this dry humor that mm. I really like. And then I also think, again, he's more invested in her. He He's paying attention to her. Whereas the other guy seems like if she's in his periphery, then he might be interested, but it's not something he really thinks about outside of 
when she's there or when there's a reunion or whatever. So, but they haven't really revealed why he left or what's going on with them. So it could change, but I'm rooting for turtleneck angel boy. (laughs) (laughs) He wears a lot of cream color. I know because my husband and I are watching this together and he's commented every single time and he's like, he really needs to change his, his coloring. Like he should wear black. Um, and then he did, and we were. I was like, uh-huh, see? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, see? Doesn't it look much better? <laughs> very, very smart. I've never seen what? a turtleneck that has tried to eat someone's head as much as his turtlenecks. Because he has a really long neck. I'm talking, ex- like, longer than most people's necks. And it's up, like, over his ears in the back and going up his head. It drives me nuts. Drives me nuts. But he's very hot. <laughs> Beyond like, the it's like an amoeba. Like it just went. <laughs> like, it's like uh, that's a weird look, <laughs> stylus. Hmm. I say but no. It it does emphasize his jawline. But anyway, <laughs> I'm liking what I like about it about the secondary romance is that it's not like completely separate from Park Bo Young and her character it's because they're all a part of her life mm-hmm. well maybe not the cafe guy but now that her brother's working at the cafe they're gonna come together and i love how they're they're weaving and they're getting closer together because i think it's interesting to have the very intense romantic situation between Guk and park bo young and then to have this love triangle going on on the other side and it's just right now to me it seems beautifully balanced and just i'm looking forward to see how it weaves all together I'm really loving this. It's so good. Um, I want to say how much I love her makeup. Whoever's doing her makeup, it is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And every time she's on screen, I'm all like staring at her lips at how perfect her lipstick is. I love. So I just wanted lipstick. to throw that in. Yeah, I love her <laughs> lipstick. I'm sure it's one of those things like it's like um, my love from another star, where it's going to like just sell out. You know, because it's just I love her oh, lipstick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would buy it. And I don't even wear lipstick, so I would totally <laughs> buy it. <laughs> Nobody does so, right now. I know. And just quick for listeners, one of my neighbors has decided to mow their lawn. So if you hear <laughs> a weird lawn mowing hum in the background, sorry, blame my neighbor, not me. It's been raining for two I weeks. I can't force them to stop because it's not mine. <laughs> the address in the show notes. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can go pick it random yards. Let them know they destroyed the podcast flow. You know, all that fun stuff. Where are we now? Okay. <laughs> so, Dong Kyung decides to fall in love with Doom. Why not? So, he is one so he is the one that dies instead of the person she loves the most. Is this a sound decision? And we kind of touched on this a little bit, but like you know, the end result is if she really does love him the most and he dies, then she suffers. But she gets to live. So, I mean, it is a little bit of a plus. And the whole world doesn't end. So, again, I really think that's the best option, although it's not a nice option. The world lives, she lives, and the person she loves the most dies. That's kind of sucky. But, you know, if she hadn't wished doom upon the world, then she could have just died quietly. <laughs> of this would have happened. <laughs> <And deeply. laughs> yeah. But I think it's kind of 
I can see where she was trying to think outside the box mm-hmm. and protect the people that she actually does love. But at the same time, it was a naive decision on her part because, of course, if she truly falls in love with him, it's going to hurt and we're, we're going to end up with a sad kind of love. And now that I think about it, now that I say a sad kind of love, I mean, that was kind of the whole premise of the romance in Goblin was a sad kind of love. Mm-hmm. And I get the same vibes from um, Sound Gook's house that I get from Goblin's house. That, <laughs> oh, that bluest yeah. tone. We have mm-hmm. had, just, my husband and I have had multiple conversations about the parallels with Goblin. Just mm-hmm. letting you know, like, oh my goodness, so many. It's really cute the way she's trying to to find someone who's evil to die instead of someone who's nice. So mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Super funny how she does that. That was That's also a really funny part. Like she's staring at the TV saying, I love you, I love you, I love you. <laughs> and it's like an evil CEO that's totally crooked and she wants him to die. <laughs> so like, do you have any ex-boyfriends that deserve to die? <laughs> yeah. You want to set me up with them? Yeah. I know I'm going to be re-watching this one after we're done. This It's going to be good. Definitely. Right, so, so then Dong Kyung changes her mind as she gets to know Doom better. But now Doom has decided that she should love him so that he can die. So is this a sound decision on his part? <laughs> <laughs> so now he's gone all, all emo goth on us and he's decided that the world's better off without him. But that's also not entirely his decision. Because well, it sounds like he's tried to commit suicide often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't. Gardner God is very pleased with him for doing that. I don't know. She's weird. I don't know what that woman <laughs> is thinking. So, because yeah, we'll get to her and her dirt. But um, I, I think that. I'm kind of wondering whether he can actually die, you know, because he already hasn't been able to all these times. So why would this be different? I don't know. Maybe it's like the power of love changes the situation. Uh, I think that's a weak reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I'm trying here. <laughs> It could be the it's difference fun. is somebody, nobody's ever loved him before. Right. So mm-hmm. nobody's ever loved him Although, before and it has to be the person that she loves the most. So, you know, that's the difference. I don't know. Maybe. The rules. Of I the, just maybe we don't know enough about it to put fate on that's what's going to happen. I guess. Well, and I think too, because doesn't he say people... People want me, people fear me, people, there was a third one, but nobody's ever truly loved him. It's like they didn't see him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think that, um, you know, it was a, it was an interesting idea, right? So first of all, she's going to try to love him because at that point in time, she really didn't have feelings for him. And she thought it sounded, it just sounded like, okay, if I can convince myself to love him, then that will solve the problem. But clearly that didn't work. And so now he wants her to wish to fall in love with him. Um, Mm -hmm. And therefore, that will make it easier on his part. But of course, I don't think she needs to wish for that because I think she's already headed there. Yeah. And he's definitely headed there. So I think it's kind of he's in denial and 
he wants to take the responsibility off of himself. If she wishes to fall in love with him, then he doesn't have to reciprocate and it's all fake on her side because it's a wish. Yeah, I'm overthinking this, but <laughs> that's where I'm at. <laughs> so, since we're all talking about love and chemistry and everything, let's talk about almost kisses, fakeouts, and how we felt when we finally got the real dill kiss. And are we upset that there were so many red herring smooches or are we okay? I personally was okay because even their almost kisses were hotter than 80% <laughs> of actual kisses that I've seen in the last year. So I am totally okay with almost smooches that have that much sizzle. So I agree. I think that it just it's kept me going from one episode to the next because it seems like each one ends with something like almost happening and then uh so when we get the real one that was pretty fantastic and it was so good it was both of them are excellent at their craft <laughs> um i think <clears throat> that all of it is true to the way that they flirt with each other like this has all just been like the their back and forth and the you know again the almost kissing and the pulling back of him teasing and taunting her um and true to who he is as as a person I don't, I don't know if person's the right word since he's <laughs> he's not a human <laughs> but you know his personality and all of that it, it it totally plays to that with them and it gave us a little sizzle extra sizzle instead of just you know nothing and then all of a sudden kisses and it was worth it cuz the payoff um i personally like i remember watching uh, crash landing and they were kissing in the rain and it was so cold looking and I just shivered through the whole scene and I actually <laughs> did not think the scene was that like sexy because it was just like oh my well and I knew how cold the temperatures were where they were filming at the time so it was uh -huh. like oh it's so cold but this one it just added that extra layer of sexiness with the rain and all that kind of stuff and I hope that I mean we're at episode six I hope that they don't do the they had a really super sexy kiss in six and then we don't get anything for the rest of the drama because I hate when dramas do that, um, especially if they actually start trying sort of dating and loving each other, then, you know, then it just feels odd. But I was so happy with the with how it played out. So. Mm -hmm. And I like I like that when he's playing with her, like I'm thinking about when they were on the it was a, the subway or the bus. And he leans in and he's really close and talking to her. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't look overwhelmed. Like she's like, um, hey, wait. And you can feel the chemistry between them. But she's not overwhelmed. She's not cowering from him. And so the push and pull is working on both sides. Mm -hmm. It's not just one party overwhelming the other. And so it makes it more fun to watch because she's in it rather than just being confused by it. Yeah, I totally agree. agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so Doom looks different to everyone. And oh my gosh, I laughed harder during some of these <laughs> scenes than the rest of it. So he looks different to everyone. And you have it takes a bit in this the the episode that they reveal this to kind of catch on. It's the the doctor keeps like indicating that he's so young. I don't know what he looks like to the doctor. I really want to know what he looks like to the doctor and who the doctor thinks <laughs> she's dating. But so it's interesting. He looks different to everyone else, but 
he admits to um, her that she can see his real image. Like that's him. Um, which thank goodness that's what he really looks like. But (laughs) (laughs) the picture, I was like her, the picture of the blonde (laughs) in the camera in the, in the photo, I was like, who is that? Is that him? Just some CGI done or is it a different actor? I couldn't figure it, but it's really hilarious because they take the picture and the picture is what her brother sees of, you know, who Mm -hmm. she's with. So now by the end of it, I really do want a glimpse into what everybody sees, but, um, do we think it means anything that she can see who he really is? Of course it means something. She's different. (laughs) She's special. And she has been from the beginning because she, she, he doesn't look different. I don't know how he know they don't, of course they'll probably never explain it, but how he knows that she can see who he really is. Versus what everybody sees. Maybe he sees what everybody sees. I don't know how that works, but obviously he knows that from the very beginning, she could see the true him. Yeah. Well, and there's that when he's impersonating the Magne at her work, (laughs) just giving her grief. He just keeps impersonating (laughs) everybody, but. (laughs) Right. And when he holds up the stapler and she's like, do you even know how to use this? And he's like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That was fabulous. Anyway, I I think it's interesting. I didn't realize that was happening until we kind of got that with the doc well, with the at work and then with the doctor and I was just like, Oh, that's interesting. But I don't know like I'm I'm gonna have to sit back and watch and see what purpose it serves for him to have different faces to everyone else. And maybe it'll be for good or bad. I don't know. I also well yeah, never mind. We'll be talking about the reset (laughs) in a little bit, I think. Anyway, but just does it mean anything? Yes, but I think also maybe it's that red string of fate bracelet that she wears. I wonder if that helps her see through his disguises. Except didn't she, well, when she ran into the pot-carrying person, uh, she then was able to remember seeing him some, you know, and she didn't have a red string of fate at that time, so is there something connected there? The other piece for me with her being, or him looking different to other people is it's allowed him to do his work, right? Because um, the the doctor, for example, that had the whole conversation with him, um, you know, because he can take on sort of different images, it's allowed him to do all these different kinds of things. So I do think that he can appear different to different people, but clearly he was in the image of her... Um, younger coworker to everybody. So Mm -hmm. he can do that too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I think there's two different aspects of his, like he can pretend to be people and then he sends those people off on who knows where. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And he pretends to be a day's worth of sleep. Yeah. Or when he's just being himself, everybody views doom a certain way maybe. And then she always sees who he really is. So. Agree. <laughs> Do we want to move on to the next one, or is it it's K Muse's well, turn did to Amber join? Oh, to say. We, yeah, just go to the sinister dirt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, 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 
<laughs> okay, so I didn't write this, but I'll read it as it's written. <laughs> so there's a very sinister pot of dirt. What do we think this represents? And are we already looking forward to the angst and heartache that might be coming our way? Okay, so I don't think the pot of dirt is necessarily sinister. <laughs> but I also have Pirates of the Caribbean in the back of my head going, I've got a jar of dirt. I've got a jar of dirt. Which, that was just funny. Anyway, but I think the gardener goddess woman is carrying around the dirt because it's if it blooms, it's going to be an indicator of something. And I think she actually actively does not want it to bloom. So I don't think the dirt is sinister. I think the gardener is just using it kind of as a a litmus test of some sort. Which so is just weird. I don't know. <laughs> well, We're so early into this. And I don't know for sure if she's sinister. Mm. like, Or is it just that... There's a balance and doom is one side of that. And, you know, I don't I don't know yet, but mm-hmm. I definitely think that her pot of dirt represents, you know, like blooming relationship or life or there's definitely a metaphor there. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. And I think well, that- and then she was talking about how if something weird comes up, she's going to chug it out, destroy it and start again. Right. Yeah. That was sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I feel like She's this is when you thought. No, their no, relationship. I feel, feel like this is when you thought fairy guy from the extraordinary you was evil. And you kept sending us the he evil. Was. He was not evil. You could totally feel he, he was. was. not evil. He was evil in the next drama that he did. He was evil in that She's one. She's just really good at predicting. And she knew that in the next drama. I get vibes. Just watch that actor. He'll be a serial killer someday. Just he watch. would be a great serial killer. Yeah, he would. You'll never see it coming. I okay. think the next serial killer drama should have somebody carrying a pot of dirt. <laughs> hey, he hides like fingers in it. Dad. <laughs> drag dirt around with him. Tell me that wouldn't be sinister. <laughs> That's and creepy. So true. You're right. It doesn't matter what telling you. Dirt is creepy. <laughs> dirt is creepy. So, oh. do we? I don't, go ahead. I was oh. going to say, I didn't, I, I don't really have, other than, like, I, I think like whoever said the balance of what the world, the world needs to be balanced. And I don't know if she's hoping for a reset like a doom reset of the world and starting over again, or if she's hoping, I don't know. I think that she sees ahead of what can happen if they fall in love with each other. And then he dies. Like, I, I think she doesn't want him to be hurt, but I could be wrong. And I, I might stick by my, she's not evil only because it's counteracting what Camus thinks, but <laughs> <laughs> But there is the whole reset that she did at the very end of six. And it kind of feels like, well, if we're going to carry on with the gardening metaphor, it mm. kind of feels like pruning. Yeah. Like she's, she doesn't like the direction th- that things are going. And so she's pruning doom and she's going to just kind of start over. I'm not unless a fan of the gardening metaphors. Okay. Not a man. Unless it's a real, it's truly pruning, which is you cut off the pieces mm. so that the rest of it can be stronger. Prune so. him out of those turtlenecks. <laughs> <laughs> See, if she's not pruning, okay that. she could be digging it up from the root, killer. 
We'll have to see at the beginning of seven if she really is digging it all up and starting to, from the beginning and getting the roots and everything. If they all like, I don't, I don't think they forget everything. Yeah. So I think it's pruning. We'll have to see. All right. Well, do we have a favorite scene yet? And I think my favorite scene so far, besides the super sexy kiss, is the the scene where um, he's walking and everything's dying and mm. she's walking and everything's coming to life. Oh, you uh, stole mine. Well, <laughs> clearly we are of the same mm. mind. But I love it because it gives me hope that that maybe she has some sort of hidden power that, you know, that her love will bring something to him or whatever. But the fact that she brings life and he brings death and maybe together there's balance. I I think there could be a piece to that. But I love that scene. I thought it was so beautifully done. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to pull a Jen. (laughs) I have two. The (laughs) first one was when he was fake sleeping and talking all sleepy like. And his voice was so sexy. Oh. It made my heart pitter-patter. But visually, my favorite one was right when she was about to be hit by the white truck of doom. And he stopped everything. Just the visual, the way the director created that was so gorgeous. Like everything from the way her hair whipped to the bubbles to the splash of water. Like everything was gorgeous. And I loved how that was filmed. And so that was just a great cinematic moment. So that's mine. I'm going to say the when they're in their apartment together and the, the it's split screen and they've got like she's trying to sleep and he's just messing with her and stuff. Especially like there was a scene where I was like, ooh, K-Muse is going to have a hard time. It was the beginning of six, I think, where he was... Um, pouting and being playful he was and flirty <laughs> flirty he was everything flirty. <laughs> he was so flirty but i just i love the, the how their houses kind of represent who they are and then them join together and then it'll be interesting to see if that morphs into anything different as they become closer and change as people or gods whatever <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I wanted to add to Jen's, the the black and white where he takes all the color away and then she brings it back. That's the first time that I thought of the Hades and Persephone compa- comparison. Mm. Mm. So that's, that's what made it just really resonate for me. I also love the scene where she's, she knows he's in the apartment somewhere, or she's pretty sure, but she's also trying to show her brother that there's no one in her apartment. And then she opens her bedroom, and then he's there, and he's like, hi, brother-in-law. That was great. <laughs> that was really funny. The behind-the-scenes of that part was funny, too. Yeah. He was all trying to, he was being all flirty with everybody on the crew, like, that were, like, filming and stuff, because he was just sitting in there. Anyway, so, thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you're what you thought about this episode you can reach us on twitter on facebook or through patreon page the link links are in our show notes we love blogging about asian dramas but behind the scenes we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you and talking is so much faster than typing <laughs>